<laughs> Stop! No! Come on, can you can you up the cool factor, please? This is Jana. I must be Jason. And you're listening to Living Lucky, and we have a guest today. And can you tell that I I'm a little nervous yes. because he's all about being cool. Well, yeah. At least that's my impression of him. Well, it's he makes it look so easy, right? Doesn't he? He does. He, From 6 a.m. to 11 when we yes. get to watch him every single day. You probably have heard his voice. He is Ryan Brian Holmes from The Monsters in the Morning, Real Radio 104.1. And he's on the air every weekday from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m., which, I mean, those are our hours. We're up that early. We're early birds. That's my most productive time of day. Ditto. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank ah. you. Hello. Wow. It's so nice to be here. I, I'm doing this live from the woods. And uh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's super, super nice to be on your podcast. Yes. Hey, don't poke that bear. <laughs> Jason was just telling me that's the name of your podcast, Poking the Bear. Yeah, it's what I've been doing for about ugh, like four four years or so. And it's, uh, it's I do it with Charlie Bowie, who's another comedian from Orlando. And uh, we've been doing that for a while. It's been a ton of fun, but I do hate doing it remotely at this point. I'm sort of over all these remote things. And, uh, <laughs> I would just like to see people again. That's right. where I'm at. What do you focus on? Do you mostly talk to comedians or? are you do you uh, really go out in the woods <laughs> give me more <laughs> well it was uh it's the, the original concept we had a third member where the whole point of it, the show was to aggravate him to the point of where he would threaten to murder us <laughs> uh, every time it. which i still think he's capable of it uh his, but, so that ended with that guy and then we just uh it's just a free form pod. it's literally the laziest podcast that i could ever do uh with no preparation no anything and we just kind of freestyle riff the whole thing and it's uh it's it's fun it's more of an outlet uh to get just just to let things flow because uh, you know the morning show's fun but it's got a structure but you were all you, know? you were all three friends or did you have to actually they have were. shields you that just went used up? past tense right well, <laughs> well it's covid covid does weird things to people and and he he kind of he kind of alluded that they may end up on dateline right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but anyway, yeah I mean, it's, it's fun but uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, the, I to, the episode yeah. I saw, Ryan, you were actually in a blow up hot tub and the blow oh, up yeah, hot tub one. was on your lanai. And then next thing I know, your toenail went through the the hot tub and actually punctured a hole and, and it became this. That sounds like a me thing. This, it became an I Love Lucy episode. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, most of the things in my life are uh, self-inflicted nonsense. And that was, uh, that was one of the biggest examples of sometimes I shouldn't be allowed to touch things and play with stuff. Uh, I had a bunch of <laughs> thousands of dollars of like electronics around this inflatable hot tub which is already not a smart idea and then the drain plug for it is located in the dumbest spot it's just like right in the middle of it and i went <laughs> back and did it with my finger and it's so easy to just pop it out like uh barely anything does that's it usually so how i finish oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah 
And it, and much like that, it was just filled with uh, wetness and disappointment. So yep, it was uh, there you go. not so good. But you know, it made it through. Nothing blew up. But uh, the water definitely – I was able to jump out of the inflatable hot tub before the water uh, – the wall of water started moving towards all the plugs and everything. Oh, there's a blessing. Uh, including the one that the, is plugged into the hot tub into the wall, which in the instructions tells you definitely 1,000% don't get this plug wet. Nice. Always have the hot tub lower than this plug. <laughs> that's exactly. that's that warning sign we never read, yeah. right? Throw the directions out. This is simple. Look, fill it with water. Plug yeah. It in. Okay, Mr. Ryan Bryan. So we're always talking about living lucky and trying to create your own opportunities. How did you end up a monster? I think people want to know that because being on the radio, that's a pretty cool gig. How, how did it come to fruition for you? Living lucky. That's really (laughs) how it does. I I mean, opportunity is luck meets hard work. Uh, so I'd been doing stand up and comedy in various forms of it from improv to, uh, just stand up and making videos and stuff like that for a long time, uh, while having, you know, a second job and doing all that kind of stuff. And, um, the monsters opportunity came up. They did. They they used to do a comedian of the year thing. Carlos would uh, run one of those. Yeah, and uh, I think it was in the wake of uh, they knew they knew Jim Colbert was moving to do his own show. Like that was already like public knowledge and everything. Uh, so it seemed like they were recruiting without saying it. Uh-huh. And I don't know if, I don't know if comedians like at, who were doing the show realized that they were it would seem like they were they were just like oh this is a great comedy show and it was because it was at Church Street is filled with like you know hundreds of monster fans uh, it was just a great show hands down but I was reading more in between the lines I'm like that seems like there's more to going it. on here especially with with the stuff that like I know that the afternoon show Jim Phillips who'd been there forever was uh, retiring. And mm-hmm. then uh, I knew Jim Colbert was moving from the monsters to that. So they're going to have to, you know, shuffle people and fill people. There's <laughs> a free mic. So. I see a free mic. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> so did you kind of just was, start conveniently making yourself available? Is that, is that kind of how this all went down? Essentially. Yeah. I mean, cause I also have a degree in digital design. Uh, so I, I know how to do like, you know, everything that you need to do for video, audio, picture stuff, production, all that kind of stuff. I've just been doing it on my own for a while. Uh, some, and a lot of it's self-taught, a lot of it from going to school. But when, so the opportunity seemed like it was there. And uh, one thing I know about most standups is they're incredibly lazy. <laughs> and they don't like getting up early. So I made it very clear uh from the start, I was like, yo, I'll, I will get here early every morning. Uh, here's some extra stuff that I can do for you guys. And I, and I would produce these little things for them and uh, just got to show what I can do on top of, you know, also I mean, I'm great at stand up, but also I can do this other stuff as well. And it seems like you guys could use that in the direction you're going. So at the time, Russ had these guys producing a YouTube show for him, but they was, they were only doing it on Fridays. And they were charging like a lot of money, like a lot, a lot Ah. of money. And I was like, I could just do this uh, at the same time. And then you guys can have your show uh, for the whole week. 
So you just provided more value Doesn't is what you... Doesn't that sound nice, Russy Poo? Yeah. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> Come over here, Russ. Come on, I, I don't reel know in. If, reel I don't know in. if Russ would want, want that nickname out there, Jason. He wouldn't care. If, if you're giving him value, because it's all... He's got the number one talk show radio That's in, true. in the universe right now. And he's paying out the wazoo for a YouTube channel. All publicity is Ryan good Bryan, publicity. He's like, hey, you're paying all this money. What if I just do it for you? Yeah, so you added value. That's what you did. You upped the ante, basically. Yeah, and then it it, it, it was a good fit. It seemed to work out, and then the, the ratings went up. And I'm not saying that has, you know, a direct correlation. Oh, with it, it, does. Does. it does. It does. It does. It a direct correlation. Everything's <laughs> about the pop. You know, even, I mean, even when they introduce your name, oh, and it's Ryan Bryan. If you get more audience clap than other people, it's like, whoa. And then when, let's pay attention to and then him. And employee of the year comes around, you're like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the YouTube thing next year. I hope that's okay. Okay. Oh, stop it, Jason. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about getting up early because you you said most comedians don't like to get up early. It, was no. this something that was... He I just mean, goes to bed the next day. That's well, that's just it. Did you Were you staying up late doing stand-up and then getting up early as well? Or... How did yeah, that work? Strategic naps. <laughs> what's what's happening there? <laughs> yeah, it's not, again, I guess lazy is the wrong word. It's just the morning show is a morning show, so it starts at six, and then yeah, if you're doing stand up, you're doing shows till you know eleven o'clock to sometimes one o'clock in the morning. It's a challenge. Uh, so yeah, and uh, and for the first year that I was working with the monsters, I uh, I was still doing both, like pretty heavily full time, including like trivia shows during the week uh, that go till you know eleven o'clock midnight and all that. And uh, that's the hardest. That's honestly the hardest part. It's it's I have to get up at four thirty in the morning, and I haven't really been able to do stand up really the way I was doing it in a couple of years because that's just the hit that I had to take it where it's like, okay, well this it's the cost of thing. doing business basically. And, and, yeah. and sometimes and you have to you guys get up on purpose is offensive. <laughs> like it's, no one's making you do this. This is the, so when other people do it, I'm just like, why you could be sleeping every day. My, my uh, Christina, my girlfriend, she, she gets up. Sometimes she just gets up in the morning and I get mad at her. I'm like, go back to bed. You don't know what you're missing right now. <laughs> and she's like, oh. so look at the sunrise. No, you don't, don't know care. what you're missing. Exactly. Uh, so tell me this, so, because we had COVID. And it kind of shut down things and, and people aren't allowed to gather. So now you have the opportunity to do virtual or even pre-record, which pre-recording anything for comedy is horrible. I, I think yes. it's just you're not getting that that feed of reaction. But you can now kind of get an get a virtual atmosphere around people any time of the day. You know, does that does that help at all, or is it just still? Hey, I would I, that nighttime crowd has got a different energy. Yeah, I, I, there's comedians and people that I know that have have thrived during the pandemic, like, and they've pivoted, like, uh, they moved from like just kind of being standard, nobody knew who they were, to like having to pivot because they couldn't go out and do shows onto TikTok, and now I got friends who have like you know two million followers on TikTok oh, all geez. of a sudden. And then they've become like, you know, pretty successful <laughs> in it. Um, I, I didn't find that to be perfectly honest with you. It's uh, I found the pandemic to be the biggest creative, like just 
garbage that I've ever experienced. Like, I, like, all, it felt like every creative in bone and like in my body just stopped working for like a, like there was a, like a two month period where I was just like, I don't even know what funny is right now. Like it, it, it felt weird because I am kind of an introvert to begin with, but this is like a forced exile yeah. and there is stuff available. Like, yeah, I could do TikTok and do that, that kind of stuff. But it, the, the initial thing was like, okay, well I'll do stand up, and these people would put together these zoom, uh, yeah. comedy shows. And if you've ever had the, uh, the opportunity to watch one of those, uh, you, it's bad. You sat through the whole thing. It's so, so bad. bad. I tried to actually do one, Ryan Bryan, and it failed so badly that that people in the chat they were like, "Wheel her off the stage, roll her <laughs> like, this off." This is sad. <laughs> they were like, sad. "I feel so badly for this disabled I'm girl." Going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as it was over, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm never, I'm never doing yeah, stand up again." Tears from both of us after it. Yeah, that was it. Was horrifying. But I think part of it was that I didn't have the reaction. I wasn't able to plug in you to the energy yeah, of the, the crowd. It's a, it's, it is a very different ball game. Even as we do this, there's still just enough, even if it's only a millisecond, there's just enough of a timing delay where it ruins it all. It, <laughs> it, like, you know, like, I, it does. It really does. I am so with you. Hey, I wanted to ask you though, because you said you didn't feel creative or funny over the pandemic. So how does that affect your radio persona? Because I, I know that on air, you kind of fill the comedic role and, and I give you credit for that because that's a hard role to to play all the time because we are humans when it all comes down to it. And sometimes there's emotions underneath that. Do you have any tips or tricks on how you compartmentalize? Uh, drink heavily. No, <laughs> um, it, it's it's odd because I do. I, I view my role on the show like it, it's it's a show that's been running for 26 years and all these people have known each other for so long. And the role that I play on that show is the like the low status character, you know, like the one that you everybody can jump on and I'm dumb and I'll do silly things. And that's the that's, that's kind of the role it needs, to be honest with you, because there's uh, when you have four a type personalities all the time, you know, like it's yeah. uh, you, you need someone like me to come in and a, now you get somebody to make fun of. That's not going to get offended. Cause you really can't like say anything towards me that I'm going to go home and cry about. Yeah. And then B, um, like I, I can kind of calm things down because I can, be silly but i can also then throw jokes at like at russ and say like i, I make like really horribly offensive like <laughs> fat jokes to russ sometimes but it be, it's because it's me doing it and, I, and i'm such the low status character it's almost like i'm speaking truth to power in a way uh-huh so people tend to people tend to like that they're rooting uh, for way. you. They're rooting yeah. for you. And I, I, I understand this dynamic. I get it. I totally get it. And you're right. There is, there is a brutally honesty that you can get away with when you play that, that humble character. 
Yeah, and I, I find it to be a lot of fun. Now, there are day, there's definitely days when there's like a five-person pile on me for like four hours. I'm like, okay, this one's this one's going to be in therapy later. We're going to talk about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever cried? Have you ever had that day no, where you're like, I, no, no, I just can't handle it. I'm going to cry. But three people did have their cars keyed one day. I don't know who did it. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. <laughs> No, I generally, I generally look at it like it as it's all, everything for me is a, sh it's a show. Uh, like if it, ha if it happens on air on that show in that five hours for me, it's all, it's all a character that I'm doing. It's, it's a, it's me, but it's a super amplified version of me. And, yes. like, and, and I'm, I'm going to say things I would never say in reality. Um, and you're going to get this heightened version of me that I'm going to get uh, at you. So that's how I treat it. But I've learned also that in like, even though I'm doing that, not everybody else is doing that. And I have made other people very upset, which I don't like. Cause I don't, I'm generally a very nice person who yeah. doesn't want to really hurt anybody's feelings. And, and unfortunately like uh, being around comedians for the last eight years, they have such a weird, dark sense of humor that you, you can go so far uh -huh. and so dark sometimes that like, and that just, just to make them laugh. Uh, and I found times with like some people I'll have to reel it back. Yeah. And like, uh, and then you feel that truth different. humor coming through. It, it's, it's a like, lesson. Oh, in, yeah. It's a lesson in sociology. Scratched a little deep there. And yes. now, now feelings are hurt and yeah, they're laughing on top, but you feel that, uh, scorn coming through when they're actually right. talking. In fact, I don't ever want to really do that to somebody. Right. Uh, cause you know, it's, we're all trying to make a show happen here. So there's been times, but I, I look at that like a learning curve for me as well. Cause like, I, I haven't been, I haven't been doing this as long as uh, a lot of them have. And, uh, it's, it's been interesting to see how it works because it is a playtime, crazy, zany, fun time show, but there's like every now and then the, the reality of it all will seep its way in. And it's, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Actually, those shows I like the best, especially during salary time. When salary time comes around and somebody's feelings got hurt already by someone else, that's a little bit uh, on that salary uh, check writing. Uh, oh yeah, position, and then they come into the uh, the studio and start talking, and then the jokes start flying, and they're like, "Hey, my my ego's already been a little bit bruised today." <laughs> hey, speaking yeah. of jokes, I was on I was on the monster chat today, and the. People in the chat said, you got to ask Ryan Bryan about a stolen joke that ended up on SNL. Tell us that story. Yeah. Now, I have no way to prove this other than they did my joke on TV. But Because <laughs> I think so, that happens to me all the time. Don't I, Jason? Mm -hmm. I'll make up zany words. Church like, lady. Yeah, or I'll, I'll say things. And, and next thing I know, I'll, I'll be watching SNL. And I'm like, they took that from me. But go <laughs> ahead. Tell us, tell us what you got. Well, parallel thinking definitely happens a lot. But uh, this was when I was living in New York and I was doing stand up in New York and uh, I would hear stories and people would talk about how uh, writers for various late night shows would like go to these shows and just kind of sit in the back as an audience member. They wouldn't tell anybody really who they were. And uh, so it's not like you knew like, oh, this dude's a writer for SNL that's sitting over there. Uh, but it was just, just a thing that people knew. And I had this very specific joke uh, that's not, you can't really do parallel thinking with it. And like almost word for word, one night I'm watching Alec Baldwin in one of their opening mono, opening sketches do my joke. No. And I was like, well, there we go. <laughs> but it felt good in a way. 
Wait for me because it, it, I can write another joke. I'll be I'll be okay. So I wasn't like they stole it. I'm not gonna go on a weird campaign about it. But but for me, it was almost like a level of uh, flattery, a legitimacy. I yeah. guess because I was like, oh, with that. I did a joke that was good enough to be on SNL. Now I'm not I'm getting like, zero I made credit it. For it. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've written, I've written another, uh, I've written jokes for other comedians and some of them are famous. And then one, one time, uh, a very famous comedian on a show retweeted a joke that I had written for this other guy. And so, so said it was like the funniest thing you ever heard. And I was like, ah, that's my joke. And I'm not going to say who it nice. was, but I was like, uh, that's cool. So it, it happens. I was just like, you know, to get credit for it at some point in my life. But <laughs> Okay. So real but quickly, who's been your favorite guest that you've had either on the monsters or on your podcast? Who, who do you enjoy? Who have you enjoyed interviewing or talking to? That the cool thing about the monsters, and I'm so grateful. Like, I got to meet. I've gotten to meet so many cool people uh, that I never would have gotten to meet, which I always think is fun. Uh, like the mayor of Orlando gave me underwear one time. That's one of my favorite <laughs> memories. Uh, I wear them all the time, and I, and I put them on, and I say, "These are the mayor's underwear." And because uh, <laughs> he does that underwear run for Orlando, he brought them in for everybody in the whole show. But for me, it was personal. I was like, "This is the mayor's underwear." He gave them to me, so I like that. Um, just like cool, cool stuff like. Like I, interviewing Hulk Hogan was a cool thing only because the, the little kid in me came out. And I guess he says this happens to pretty much everybody he meets that so you get like suddenly a child version of you comes out and you're like, this is Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, I did that when cool. I, I watched his Netflix series or his documentary this weekend. And I was like, oh, it's Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Ah. So yeah, but the, definitely by far the coolest was uh, this this one day we're doing the show, and I I, I got this uh, this piano that I was trying to make work on the show. I mean, it's a big, heavy, expensive piano. I'm the I was just trying to hook it into the board in a very weird way. Like no one's shown me how to do anything. By the way, I've never gone through any training or anything with iHeart. I just like will make it happen. <laughs> so that's what I was doing with the, this piano, and. I couldn't get it to work. Couldn't get it to work. Finally got it hooked up. And, but it was kind of too late past the point where the bit that we were going to do, but it just so happened on this particular day, uh, a comedian named Craig Robinson came in and he's, you'll know him from, he was in hot, a uh, hot tub time machine. He was in the office. Yep. Uh, uh, he, and his whole thing is he does, uh, like musical comedy and he tra- travels around with the piano. Well, I, this, this piano happened to be set up all ready to go i didn't know he was coming in and then so he comes in starts crushing it on, on my piano singing all these songs on the show everybody's having a great time it was like the two best segments i've ever seen done in radio let alone our show and that was a magical moment in my life and even further i was wearing a shirt i didn't know he was coming in. i was wearing a shirt from the office that his face was on <laughs> so he took a picture with me and then the company that made the shirt somehow found that picture and found me and get, sent me a bunch of free shirts just so they could use that on their social media that was a fun day that like that. that is called living yeah. lucky that's those are the synchronicities that's pillar four of Jason in my platform and that's when the world starts working for you the universe works through you by you and for you hey Ryan Brian thank Thank you so much. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, excellent, excellent question. No idea. No. Ah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, 
No, I, uh, I would like to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing with uh, with the monsters and iHeart. That would be that would be awesome. And uh, I'm always f- figuring out various business stuff and on the side. So I would uh, to be able to tour again, especially nationally, would be phenomenal. I, I miss it so much of stand up and going out and getting that live. That sounds weird. What do we, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Hopefully, people can be outside again normally. That's, right. <laughs> I, it's hard to see past the pandemic when. Let- me out of the cave <laughs> well where can people where can people find you specifically you can find me at ryan holmes comedy that's the easiest way i'm pretty much all social media that way and then we do the poking the bears podcast and then the monsters of the morning from 6 to 11 a.m on real radio 104.1 you can tell your alexa alexa play the monsters of the morning on iHeartRadio. radio Awesome. Oh, you just gave Jason a new trick. He's going to do that every single morning now. That'll be our new wake-up routine, right? Thank you, Mr. Ryan Brian Holmes. We appreciate Thanks you. Thanks so much, buddy. Uh, cut, you your cut your toenails. Cut your toenails. No, my girl does that for me. <laughs> That's living lucky.